Today, I'd like to reflect upon uh, Joseph. Joseph was a very capable man. He was smart. He had a good sense of judgment. And he was a very hard-working man. The scripture said, even physically, Joseph was handsome and good-looking. He was handsome enough for Potiphar's wife to be attracted. He was trustworthy in everything he did. Even at Potiphar's house, he made Joseph overseer of his house and put him in charge of all that he had. And falsely he was accused since he went to prison, but even when he was in prison, the chief jailer committed to Joseph's care all the prisoners who were in the prison. And whatever was done there, he was the one who did it. In everything he did, he did well and did it very faithfully. He was a man of trustworthiness. But above all, God gave him this special gift of having dreams and being able to interpret people's dreams. When he went to Egypt, he went there as a slave. But soon he went up to the position of second in command in Egypt. Last week, every front page of North American newspapers had an article of Kamala Harris, who was chosen to be Biden's running mate as the vice president candidate. Her parents were immigrants, the father from Jamaica and the mother from India. Her mother was a prominent uh, cancer researcher and was at, once, at one time a professor at McGill University. So she has a Canadian connection. Her father was a professor of economics at Stanford University. To, to go up to the position of the vice president candidate in the USA as an immigrant was not easy. That was what Joseph did, and he had that special ability. He was a special man, but he had the painful past. Because of father's preferential treatment, he was hated by his brothers. One day his brothers went out to feed the lamb, at that time, to feed the lamb, you cannot just go near your house because all the grass are gone. So they had to go few days, go away for a few days, a week, even a month. They had, uh, but because they didn't come back uh, early enough, so father was concerned and sent Joseph to see where they were. When the brothers saw Joseph coming towards them, from afar, their hatred rose from the depth of their heart. They hated him so much that they even planned to kill him. 
They were far away from home. And so that was the best opportunity for them to kill Joseph. But ultimately, instead of killing him, they let him be sold to be a slave in Egypt. You know, Joseph was 17. He was aware of everything. At 17, you know what's going on. He saw everything that was going on that time. Joseph could never forget that incident. It was deeply carved in his memory. You know, it is not easy to be hated. Life is hard as it is, even when we are loved. But when you're hated, life is unbearable sometimes. It is hard to survive. For 17 years, he had lived with this hatred, facing every day the hatred of the brothers, and finally he witnessed that they even tried to kill him. His own brothers tried to kill him. That was hard to digest. He lived all his life with this terrible reality, painful reality. Joseph knew what it meant to be rejected and abandoned. When he had his first son in Egypt, you can see Joseph's pain. He named his son Manasseh. You know what that means? The scripture says, Joseph named the firstborn Manasseh, for he said, God has made me forget all my hardship and all my father's house. Finally, he was able to put his torment to rest. Probably, not only he had the good dreams, but he might have had nightmares too. He was tormented because he was hated for so long. And finally, he was able to forget that pain. So you realize how painful, how difficult that experience his life must have been to Joseph. But my friends, our pain makes us strong. Our pain makes us strong. Yes, Joseph was a very capable person and he was a hardworking man and smart. But it was his painful experience that made Joseph who he was. There is power hidden in our pain. It is the kind of power not known to those who live their lives comfortably without many problems. They don't know this kind of power. But people who suffer tremendous pain experience at the same time the power that others don't know. Of course, 
our painful experience itself does not automatically make us strong. Depending on how we see our painful experiences, either it can destroy us or make us strong. Either it can make us very strange person or it can make us a person who has integrity. Joseph said this to his brothers whom he hadn't seen for 22 years. This is what he said. And now do not be distressed or angry with yourselves because you sold me here. For God sent me before you to preserve life. He had a very, very interesting perspective about his painful experience. He was a bigger person. He was able to let go of his brothers. He was able to let go of his anger. You can see that Joseph did not live as a victim of his painful past. That's not easy. A lot of people become victimized, but he refused to live as a victim of his own pain. He refused to do that. He did not dwell on that. Only bigger person can do that. Small people cannot do that. He refused to live like that because he had faith. He believed that behind everything that was happening, there was God, he believed. His brothers abandoned him, but he believed that God would never abandon him. His brothers hated him, but he believed that God would always love him. His brothers tried to harm him, but he believed that God saved him and used him to save many others. That faith made him strong. That faith made him strong. Not just his painful experience. After Jacob, Joseph's father, died, the brothers were scared. Now father's gone. This guy might revenge us. This was what Joseph said to them. Even though you intended to do harm to me, God intended it for good in order to preserve a numerous people as he is doing today. Amazing confession, amazing statement. He believed that all things work for good for those who love God. That was what St. Paul also believed. All things work together for good for those who love God. Don't be discouraged, my friends. Don't 
give up. Yesterday was a very special day for Koreans. It's a day to celebrate because it's a day that Korea was liberated from Japanese occupation. Very happy day. But at the same time, you have to realize that there were there was 36 years of painful experience. Women were raped. They were take they were taken to the war zone to entertain Japanese soldiers. They destroyed the culture and the language. They took away natural resources, but more than anything else, they trampled on the dignity of Korean people. It was a painful experience for those who went through it. But we realize that it is not just Koreans who experience that painful experience. There are many people in North America who suffered oppression and humiliation. They are around us. Their dignity is trampled. But we should not live as victims of our painful past. When we have faith, our painful past will make us strong. People who suffer have this power that those who rule and conquer don't know. God will use that power of those who suffer. This power is not the power to oppress and conquer, but to liberate people. This power is the power to save. This power is the power of the cross. And this is the power that gives us resurrection, that raises us. When this power works in us, we'll be in solidarity with those who are weak, vulnerable, the rejected, the ostracized, the alienated, and the abandoned. That is the work of salvation. We all have stories. All things that happen in our lives are not just random, unconnected events. When you carefully observe them, you will see a flow, a theme, and there is a story. This is what I reflected a few years ago during Happiness Seminar. Sarah Cho made a great video. Whole lecture she summarized in three minutes with animation. She's so smart. To do that. I mean, you must have taken so much time too. And all our other interns are working on uh, sermons, uh, the, the ebook. And, but Sarah, you did a wonderful job. Fantastic. In three minutes, I strongly recommend that you watch that. You don't need to uh, hear two hours uh, lecture. In three minutes, you can capture everything. 
Hanju is collecting stories of elderly people of Korean speaking congregation. They went through difficult time. They went through Japanese occupation. They went through Korean war. They went through horrible realities of their lives. Their, but their stories are precious. And Chanju is collecting all their, those stories and we are trying to uh, make a book out of it. These stories are powerful. They experience famine, hardships, betrayal, rejection, but also the stories of celebration, joy. We all have our stories. But behind our stories, there is God. Behind your stories, there is God. So it's not just your stories anymore. It is God's stories at the same time. And Joseph saw that very clearly. God who works for good is behind his life and his stories. And God who works for good is behind our stories and still works for us. Our stories become beautiful stories because God is behind them. The scripture is a collection of how God is behind our human stories. No matter how difficult your stories may be, if God is behind those stories, it will end with the beauty. It will end in salvation. That's why what I pray for. That's what I hope for. Because God is behind our stories, our stories become God's story. Bible is full of that. Job's story is not just Job's story. Job's story is about God's stories be behind Job's life. I pray that the story of your life become meaningful, beautiful, strong, and filled with hope. There may be some of you who are going through a very difficult time right now. But God is behind your life. Have hope. Be strong. Trust in God.